Hey everyone and welcome to The Huddle. I'm here with Jalon Stewart and Jalon is our Global Ethics Officer, which is a really exciting role that helps us with so many things. But I want to talk a bit, not only about what you do, but about you and your history. And first, probably good for everybody to know that Jalon has worked with in the government. Um, she's an attorney and all sorts of other things going on, including a, uh, a child about to head off to college soon, which we've had a few conversations about, right? Yes, yes. Let's start with um, uh, where you went to law school and what got you interested in becoming an attorney. So I went to law school in Washington, D.C. I went to American University and I moved there um, kind of on a whim. I'd been in California for a while. I went to college at University of Southern California and uh, was working on television shows and working with celebrities. And one night I was like, you know, I need more. I need more than this. I want something more intellectual. So I moved to Washington, D.C., did an internship on Capitol Hill and uh, went to law school. And um, uh, when I was in law school, I did the domestic violence clinic. So I was really doing criminal law. But when I graduated, I didn't want to do criminal law. Um, it was hard for me because I could sympathize with victims, but I could also sympathize with defendants who were in the system. So I said, I'm not going to do it. And I became a pension and tax lawyer, which is about as far away from criminal law as you could get. And, and, and television as well. Television yeah, yes, yes. Working with celebrities it, it, to tax and pension law. Yeah, it was that intellectual you know, part pivot. that I was l looking for. But, you know, your destiny is your destiny. And after a couple of years, um, the agency sent me over to the U.S. Attorney's Office to get some trial experience for four months. And I ended up staying for 19 years. I mean, I've really found my passion and um, loved being a federal prosecutor. So you had really no aspiration to be an attorney at USC. It just sort of came together, these life experiences. Yeah, I mean, I always talked a lot and I always debated quite a bit. So it's probably in my future, Natural. but that wasn't what I was, that wasn't the direction I was thinking of. Yeah, a lot of people ask me, um, people that are in their 20s or teens, you know, what, what do you think I should do? And the answer is just go figure out and explore it. So I think good example there that you mentioned is you just tried a few things and then it landed on you, which yeah, is great. That's right. And you made the most of it. Yeah, and that's what I tell my son, you know, these college applications, they want to know what my 17-year-old wants to do with the rest of his life. He yeah, doesn't too, know. Too early to decide, and, and yeah. sometimes it takes two decades to figure it out after that. It's okay. Just do something that you enjoy. Um, one of the questions I had when you were in government, like what's the most rewarding experience you think you had while you were there? That's a really hard question. I think most prosecutors would talk about some big conviction they had or, you know, some big trial. But for me, some of the cases I didn't prosecute are just as important as the ones that I did. Um, because not everyone needs to be prosecuted and knowing when to do that and when not to is important. Um, I had a, a young man who was selling marijuana, which was illegal back then. And the defense attorney asked me, Jalon, there's a, a, a program. Would you agree to allow him to serve his sentence in a program, a job training program? And I said, yes. And um, he was able to earn his um, electrician license. And years later, I saw him and he started a business and employs dozens of people and is one of the pillars in the community, helping young boys who were caught up in the system get out. And so to me, that was just as rewarding sure. as any conviction I ever got. Sure, sure. And, you know, clearly um, what was so appealing for the company about Jalon is this obvious uh, commitment to purpose and in serving with principles. So I do want to talk about that for a second as, as an ethics officer um, in, in your primary responsibility, but just in general, like you have clearly have principles about making a difference, making an impact. How should people who are watching, listening, think about defining their own set of principles and their own purpose to know where are the boundaries from which you operate? Right. 
I always start with doing the right thing. And I did that as a prosecutor, and I do that as the ethics officer for the company. And how do you define the right thing? Who who taught you that? Where did where did you decide what the right thing is? We here at Walmart, we have an, an integrity equation that mm-hmm. we sort of give individuals. And if your people are wondering, you know, how do I know whether it's the right thing to do? Ask three questions. One, is it legal? Um, two, is it consistent with our Walmart code of conduct? And three, is it um, does it put Walmart's interests first? And if the answer to any of those questions is no, don't do it. Don't do it. And, and the fourth part of that is, if you're not sure, call us and we can tell you, we can guide you. That's fantastic. And, and it's hard sometimes um, because of her past experience, but others, we say something sometimes it makes a lot of sense to me, which sometimes take the hard, it's hard to take the hard right. That's right. And the hard right is, yes, it can be difficult and reasons not to, but you know, ultimately you want to think about what's the decision you'll be most proud of in the long run. And not saying anything is basically saying it's okay. That's exactly right. One of the ways I have tried to say this to myself or think about what it means is, you know, first, we do have basic beliefs. For years, we talked about the three basic beliefs, which is respect for individuals, serving others, and striving to be excellent. So you can be competitive and move fast and all those things and be respectful. And then it was important to note that integrity was really always a core foundation of what we do. And for me personally, one of the ways I think about the decisions I make is through the lens of that. But I also just think of some simple things like, you know, what would my twin daughters who are 17, what would they be proud of and not proud of if they heard that their dad did or didn't do? Mm-hmm. And so there's just a lot of ways that people, depending on where you are in your life, how you can take those values and just apply them to what does it mean for me? And that was for a long time for me, just a real simple one. What would my kids be proud of? What would my family be proud of? Right. And the decisions we make, as you know, can end up pretty public um, in many ways. So Absolutely. always thinking about, you know, what, what would my family think in, in, you know, any kind of situation. And if there's something that's happened that you're, you're not sure that already happened, it, then the best thing you can do is say, this happened and, you know, should I tell you about it? Exactly. Which probably the answer is yes. And, and <laughs> yes, right. you should. Hey, but get help to work through it. Always, always err on the side of, of reaching out to us because we can, we, you're right, we can help you work through it if it was a problem and we can prevent further harm from happening. And so how do you think about um, the company using its, its scale to be able to create programs for things that are, are good? You know, like the individual you mentioned that he, you and another attorney really helped decide if he could get a second chance and he did and he made the most of it. So, you know, first great story, good on him for actually making the most of the second exactly. chance because he didn't have to, um, clearly did. But, um, you know, the work you do like with our shared value networks or other things like the scale must have been appealing because you could have stayed where you were in government. What was it about the company that was was appealing? Oh, I have to tell you, Walmart does the right thing. Uh, and there are so many companies out there that, t- that cut corners and take shortcuts and don't have a culture of integrity. Walmart has a culture of integrity and you can tell it makes a difference. We reward associates for doing the right thing. We have the Integrity in Action Award where we actually acknowledge and reward associates all across the globe who are doing the right thing. And we publish it for everyone to see. And that drives our culture. And I wonder if you could talk about some of the winners or one of the winners and just let people know what does it mean to act with integrity so that if you see something or you're unsure, this would be a great way to think about, yeah, that's what that's what she meant. Sure. So the Integrity in Action Award is a global award. We award an associate who acts with courage, bravery, and um, and in line with our Walmart values. Last year, we had uh, three really significant winners, um, one, one of whom uh, was at Sam's Club. 
and she, uh, she recognized that there was some misconduct going on in metrics and, and uh, she reported it. But what's really compelling about her story is she worked for a company uh, several years ago and she saw misconduct, she reported it, and they fired her. Wow. And so when she saw it here at Walmart, she was worried because she didn't want to be fired. But she used all her courage and she reported it to us. And what did we do? Not only did we stop the misconduct, but we celebrated her. We brought her to shareholders and in front of thousands of people, we showed them this is an example of integrity. And what that does is that helps our culture. That lets every associate know that when you do the right thing at this company, you'll be rewarded. That's right. And now, you know, the last thing I think I'd say is it's important that um, you practice the, this code of conduct, your personal code of conduct or the company's, whatever it is, you have to do it all the time. Um, someone gave me a book about I was probably close to 15, 20, maybe 20 years ago. Then um, the title of it was "There's No Such Thing as Business Ethics," and I thought, well, that's an interesting one. And what it was, what it was saying was, well, there are business ethics, but there aren't ethics in business. And then you get to go home and be somebody else. Uh, so being the consistent, having a consistent code of conduct is really important because if you start to compartmentalize things that went wrong that you didn't talk about, it's like living a, a, a life of lies where they're all in conflict with each other. It just doesn't work. So, you know, being great at, at work means you got to be great all the time. And so that separation is really impossible, in my opinion. And, and that's why um, having this culture of integrity is important because it's embedded in you. It's who you are. It's, it's natural for you to do the right thing. And that's what we have here at Walmart. That's right. That's right. Well, proud to have you on the team. Um, thanks for the time and, uh, and telling us about what you do. And uh, looking forward to the rest of a, a great year. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for joining in. Thank you, John.